Because they want to be direct. But, yeah, direct. Um, like maybe that doesn't make you seem you know? as you know. Yeah, you know everybody. Yo, I remember there was a student. They kept saying that. I think because they were nervous, obviously. Yeah, uh-huh. and, like, and that's know, where it comes from. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, you know. You know? And I'm just like, yeah, you know how the. This is tough. Yeah, like was the major one, and don't yeah, you know like, those were probably the two main ones. Yeah, was some but serious stuff. But there's the, something called good nerves, according to them. Good nerves. Yeah, good. Nerves. I think yeah, I definitely got better. The more presentations I did, and there was like a music communications class, and I had a team, and we were like representing Spotify, and we was. PR for Spotify and how to improve oh, it as an application. Yeah. I forgot who the professor was that for. But, but yeah. I enjoyed it. That's a little bit of a background yeah. for us. And um, I also tutored it. So Oh yeah, you were, yeah, you, were you was working hard at Brew. I was. I was working real hard at Brew. Yeah, man. I felt lazy every time I talked to her. <laughs> I was like, yo, stop working, bro. <laughs> I had no choice. This is the life. It's the hustle. You gotta do what you gotta do. That's why black women are winning today. <laughs> All right, I guess with that, we can start with the episode. Yes. Um, so we're basically going to, we've created scenarios. In three categories. Was it three categories? I feel like it was three categories. Oh, like two, two general. Two general categories. So work and relationships. So each category, I don't know if you guys ever experienced in like classes or like workshops where they give scenarios or like Jessica was angry at her boss and she yelled at him and then these are her three options yeah these are her three options about how you would react to a situation so that's what we did here and this is like a different format you know we try to be different in the podcast game we're not trying to like talk about current events all the time mm-hmm. we just try to keep it interesting oh yeah game show yeah we're serious gamers <laughs> So we can start with the first scenario. Um, and for the viewers out there, we're going to try to see if we can put like a little text box in the video. Yes, we'll, it will pop up on, so if you're watching this on YouTube, yeah. you'll have you'll have the what the scenario is and you'll see the options on the screen. Definitely. Um, probably up top somewhere over here. Yeah, she's the primary <laughs> editor. <laughs> So she's going to be with that, but for the audio-only listeners, I'll try to read it as perfectly as I can so you understand the scenario. So here it is. Your supervisor has called you in their office because they do not recognize your recent performance slash behavior as productive or acceptable. Additionally, you perceive their tone to be disrespectful. How do you respond? A... Apologize profusely and make excuses about your performance and behavior. B, inform your boss you don't appreciate their tone and explain your reasons in deep detail. Or C, take full responsibility and give a detailed improvement plan. You want to go first? Yeah, um, kind of feels very relevant, you know, very relatable. Um... I feel like the old me would have been like B. B? Yeah. Okay. Or even probably now. I'm still learning, I feel like, to tell them. I mean, obviously, because, you know, the way some people talk to you, especially your supervisors, because, you know, they feel like there's this hierarchy of, like, power 
when no, you all work for this company, like mm-hmm. you're all trying to make it towards the same goal. Yeah. But um, I feel like I would never do A. You would never do A. Because you would never hear me apologizing. Okay. Yeah, I'm not apologizing for. I don't think I've ever been like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't do. I couldn't do this. Uh, it was just so hard to try yeah. to figure this out, and it was just. Um, yeah. I mean, if I did something, it's probably either I didn't know it. Yeah. Or, I honestly just I would just be up in front like this is the situation here it is. Mm, okay. Um. But obviously, C would be the most responsible. Okay. Okay. Because it, it it's coming from a point of, what can I say? Like it's like a you've learned something from the situation. So it's like when they tell you that you're like you know what I've really not I've noticed that too. Like I'm yeah. I'm glad that you came up with it and said it and mentioned it. And I'm gonna say that I take full responsibility and accountability for what has happened. And yeah. this is what I'm gonna do going forward. They'll love that. Of course they'll love that. They'll be like, wow, this person here is really thinking about the things that they've done instead of me having to tell them what they should do to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, which they seem to get a kick out of that, right? Definitely. I mean, for me, of course, C, take full responsibility and give a detailed plan, improvement plan is the way to go. And I'm not at all denying that. But I feel like if I didn't know any better, I think I would have done A mm-hmm. if I was like new in my career. Mm-hmm. And because apologizing profusely, you want them to recognize that you are terribly sorry. It probably depends on the intensity of what you've actually done. If you like fuck something up major, you probably That's like. Also true. In IT, there was like this person who, um, like their the internet cable in the network, the physical network closet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They put the cable where on another so there's basically two routers right okay and they put the same cables from both routers in the same switch mm-hmm. so that crashed the network of like i think maybe two offices because of like the information that was coming in was doubled yeah so like backed up fucked up that all over and like that person was just an intern <laughs> so i know that in that spot like I would probably be sweating and shitting myself at the same time. <laughs> but um, making excuses, I think in my experiences working, your supervisors won't really appreciate that because they feel as if you're not taking full responsibility, obviously. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you can't own up to your mistakes and then try to at least remediate it by doing better yeah. and fixing the issue then and there. Mm-hmm. But you waste energy making excuses for yeah. yourself. And all these people care about efficiency and money at the end of the day. So. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize with the point you brought up, the in, like the intensity of it, like yeah. how serious is this thing that you've done? Because mm-hmm. you brought up IT and then I started to think like, if you know, I'm a teacher and I'm thinking if one of the kids had like broken their leg Mm -hmm. or if I'm witnessing two kids, you know, hit each other and one comes back with, you know, a vast amount of marks on their face. Like that, it could be a, uh, it could be an A. Like I would obviously be sitting there like, wow, like I'm so sorry. I'm so, so royally fucked up. Yeah. Like you royally fucked up. So I'm like, I'm, I could, I'm thinking of it. I'm, 
I'm saying that depending on the intensity or like severity of the situation, then you could go either way in this scenario. Yeah. But I feel like B's mostly going to come from the person who just has a straight up attitude. Well, who doesn't care about their job anymore? Like, <laughs> either that or they just like, they just like, this is me and this is the company hired me. So yeah. they clearly know who I am. So this yeah. is what they're going to get. Exactly. You tell them you don't appreciate their tone. It's that simple. Because <laughs> people don't like to be told those certain things. That's the that's the problem yeah. in the workforce right now. And that brings they up feel another. Like you can't tell your boss what they're doing wrong or mm-hmm. how they can improve, but it's always you need improvement. I mean, I feel like that's that's difficult because at the same time they are your boss, and I don't know. Did that sound weird coming up, boss? Boss. <laughs> They are your boss. I think it just sounds funny. Just, <laughs> just don't and think about it. <laughs> it's difficult because you can't tell them what to do. Like Why they, not? They have control over you in your pay. They have control over you. And they can be petty and be like, I don't want to work with this person anymore. What if you really needed that job because you're You see, and that's the foolishness. That, that That's just, ugh. That's why you get these people that were bullied all their lives in these positions. I mean, would there be a way to like... No, there's a way to nicely come out and say what you feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like what, you know, it, it, okay, so it's like, instead of saying, I don't appreciate your tone, you just turn it around and say, like, how it's making you feel. Like, mm-hmm. I understand this is what I did, but um, the way I'm taking this right now is, like, I'm feeling very hurt yeah. or offended in the in the way that you're speaking to me. That's very Like, it's, it's more like a I, I. Yeah. Instead of you saying you, because when you say you, people think it's like you're putting a blame yeah. or you're trying to shift the problem. Yeah. I feel like more when, you, when and that's what they teach you, more so when you use I, mm-hmm. that you're just taking, it's like you're just telling them how you feel instead of, you know. Do you still think you have the grounds if you were, like, super fucked up to, like, even... If I super fucked up, then I probably, like, yeah. I feel like a good part of this also is putting yourself in their shoes. Yeah. Like... With that situation that you were explaining, like, what would that look, how bad would that look on your boss or your supervisor mm-hmm. when it comes down to them and it's like, oh, well, the intern came in here and fucked up the whole system. Yeah. And it's like, what does that look like on the company? I guess the tone in their voice would be, mm-hmm. I would, it would be somewhat appropriate. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't think you should still be yelling at people because you're not nobody's daddy or mother. <laughs> I'm, so I'm serious. You're not, you didn't raise them. I don't see why we just feel like it's, it's okay to just be yelling at people. That's very true. I like, mean, there's always a conversation to talk nicely, to have a tone in your voice that's yeah. at least respectable because you yelling at them is not going to help the situation later on down yeah. the line. Because I feel like after a point of time, like how I am with my supervisor, I, I really, when she, when I'm around her, it's just, the, the, there's tension always. Yeah. You don't want that in working with somebody. And mm-hmm. then you know what happens? You leave, which is what I'm going to do. You walk out the door. Okay. And it just happens. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. I guess there's, there's probably some places in in a in the real world it's not gonna work. Yeah, but if we were to work on it, yeah. if we were to actively sit there and teach people what like how they should speak to one another mm-hmm. instead of sitting there, because you know when you become a supervisor, they're teaching you all the like the whole process. They're teaching you the paperwork. They're teaching you this. They're teaching yeah. you what, but they don't teach you those soft skills of how to communicate with people that are working under you. Definitely, that's the problem. I mean, there's also, also take account of, like, your position. I mean, if, like, you were working in a group project with, like, other managers and you yourself are a manager, I feel like you would have more grounds to be like, okay, I totally understand I messed up, but, like, you don't really have to speak to me that way. Like, I'm also a grown person. Makes sense. And I feel like I would be more productive if you spoke to me, yada, 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 blah, 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 you know? 
can't stand so, the hierarchy. Especially if you're like a grunt, level one. You're going to have to take it up the butt and just like, you know. Keep <laughs> <laughs> pushing? And just keep it pushing. You're definitely going to have to take the C route. All right. Yeah. All right. I like that. That was a good warm-up. A good warm-up. So what are you trying to tell me is coming up? Not All right. Easy. So next scenario, number two. Your coworker made an insensitive and ignorant comment about an ethnic, ethnic group that you identify with. All right. I misspelled ethnic. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I put ethic. It's okay. We're 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 living yeah. in the real world. Mistakes are okay. A. You challenge them and explain that their way of thinking is flawed and harmful. Mm-hmm. B. Curse them out and report their comments to HR. That is human resources for those who don't know. Yeah. C. Be neutral. Laugh it off and try to change the topic. Yeah. What do you think, Ahmed? Think about it. it like, I feel like... Damn. Of course, like, challenging them and explaining that their way of thinking is flawed and harmful, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be the, the PC answer. Because, obviously, if you're seeing that... Because the term sticks and stones may break by morons, but words don't... Words will never hurt. That's... I feel like that's beginning to be debunked. Like Twitter, you, you can see how Twitter can like damage, do serious damage to people, businesses, cultures, mm-hmm. anything. So definitely on a one-on-one tip, if this is like, obviously this won't be their first um, example of their behavior. They probably say that to their friends and their own friends group. So... To challenge them, if this your, is your first experience with that person, I would say go A. And if you know enough about like how, you know, such like the social dynamic between certain people can be harmful mm-hmm. in the terms of uh, inclusivity, that's definitely the option I think I would choose. But I feel like because before in high school I was like really timid. I think I'd probably go C. If you were if you were in if you were in high school. Yeah. Because you're still learning about yourself. Yeah. Like you're still trying to figure out who you are as a person and you're like, okay, they said something, but like Mm -hmm. do I have enough to say something back to them to explain Mm -hmm. to them how harmful and flawed it is? Yeah. I mean I feel like not a lot of people have the courage to be like, yo, that's fucking Because you want to look cool. Yeah, exactly. You wanna be acceptable. Well, Mm -hmm. not everybody now because you know being edgy is cool. (laughs) But it's like this changing. <laughs> Generally speaking, most people want to be accepted. Yeah. And if you challenge them, of course, you might create an enemy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I feel like some people may choose C. What do you think? Hmm. I don't, hmm. This one is. I was thinking as you as I was reading. I was thinking about this context and like if it was a one to one and if it was just if it, if you were in a group of people yeah. that were of the same ethnic group as your coworker, mm-hmm. and you're the only one of the ethnic group that they're making the insensitive and yeah. ignorant comment about, like, what would you really do? Mm. Like, could you really sit there and say what you want to say without getting harassed or something said about you by each and every single one of the people that are standing there? Yeah. Um, which is difficult. It's, it's really hard. Um, I feel like someone who's outspoken would straight up just do A or B. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you see yourself doing B at any moment, like cursing them out and then reporting them to HR? I mean, obviously, some people won't curse them out, but I feel like... No, I feel... What okay. is it... Okay to do that one? To take it to HR. Like, if it's a repeat offense, if it's a one-time... I feel like if it's a repeated offense. Okay. So, if you... So, I feel like there's levels to this, right? So, say, for instance, you do A, right? That's your first op... Or, like, you do C first. You, mm -hmm. You're like, okay, so... This is the first time I'm meeting them or this is the first time I've had an interaction with them. You know, I'm going to be neutral, laugh it off and see what, what happens. Because this may be something that they just said just once, right? Yeah. But then if you hear them say it again, you're like, okay, now I'm going to move on to A. I'm, I need to explain to them that what they're saying is, you know, it's very harmful to my ethnic group and me specifically being yeah. a part of that ethnic group. And then it's like, at that point, if they keep doing it, then it's at B. Because HR is going to, one thing is, I feel like HR is going to want to see how many times has this person done this. Definitely. Like how many, or, or because they, they can walk in there that one time you say something, be like, oh, I didn't know that that's what I was saying. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't even know that it was an insensitive. And, you know, you get the, uh, mm -hmm. no, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the more you hear it, the more examples you have, the more you can really sit there and make it seem like, you know, this yeah. is this is something that they've been doing and they yeah. need to stop doing. I feel, I like, feel like if the other side of it would be like, Okay, this is their first offense that you've heard and interacted with. Yeah. And you're pondering on taking it to HR. Because, you know, in some situations, like, in terms of, like, sexual assault, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that is too drastic and they'll probably take it more offensively. Yeah. And more seriously. But in terms of, like, insensitive and ignorant comments... I feel like wouldn't HR appreciate like a track record so they can like see this person has been making multiple offenses? They probably would appreciate a track record. I mean, because, okay, since you brought that up, I'm yeah. thinking like how... Compared to like if this person has been doing it multiple times mm -hmm. and then you didn't take it anymore and now you're reporting it to HR. Yeah, so... You know what the interesting part about because like I'm thinking of so what so as a teacher they tell you they always tell you even if it's not like very official they tell they tell the teachers to write down whatever happens mm -hmm. so mark it down any conversation like when I was having oh, like documenting like documenting on your end right write it down write the date write the time write where it happened at just so that you have that. You already have that all down, written down and somewhere, right? Yeah. So that when you do go to HR, you're like, listen, on March 19th, 2019, she said this. On And then you have it like two weeks after that, she did this. Three weeks after that. So it's like, you, you're not making this up. I mean, you're writing it down. That's just for you to have it. I guess you could say it to HR. Be like, you know what? This is the first time it's happened. I just want to bring it to you and then see what could happen. If they continue to do this, or what are you gonna do when I come back next time and they say something, you know? Okay. Um, but I feel like it's depending on the type of company, depending on who's working in yeah. the company, it's really hard to actually get those type of because people are always saying it. Yeah. You look around now, there's a whole bunch of insensitive and ignorant stuff going on. Definitely. And it's like, and you hear people from the from you hear um, employees from Target, they're like, oh, that they were racist and. That's why I left them, and what? They're still getting employees. People are still going to work for them, and they're yeah. probably still dealing with the same foolishness. Okay. So it's really difficult. Um, it's, yeah. it's, I guess it depends on what field you're in, you know, always as well. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you have to work with people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, as a teacher, I mean, I'm like, I have my assistant teacher, what if she says something that 
this doesn't sound right. How am I gonna? I have to be in that classroom with her all day, mm-hmm. right? How can I? How can we make that work in a way that no one feels, you know? But also that I feel comfortable too. Mm-hmm. Interesting balance. You ready to move on? Yeah, we can move on. Are you ready? Doing a group project, one of your coworkers is not receptive of the team decision making. They constantly prioritize their ideas and disregard any type of collaborative efforts. What would you, how would you react in this situation? A, plot behind the coworkers back and complete the project with more collaborative members. B, approach the coworker and see if they can realize their aggressiveness and come to a compromise. C, discuss the situation with your supervisor and ask for a replacement member. What do you think? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, in this regard, so they're disregarding any type of collaboration. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, for me, it would have to be. I feel like it would have to be B first. B first. Why? I don't because I'm thinking. I feel like there's a lot of times where you could. With C, like, you could walk up to your supervisor, yeah. right? And you could bring the situation to them, and they're like, well, I need you to figure it out first. Mm-hmm. Like, I need y'all to come to a conclusion, a consensus, work out your situation and your problem on your own before you bring it to me, yeah. right? And so I'm like, I guess, for me, it would be to approach them and see if they can realize what they're doing is wrong, right? Oh, it's like an initial step? Yeah, that would be my initial step. I would have to, because I don't want to work in a group and I'm feeling like you think that your idea or like no one else in this group has anything meaningful Mm -hmm. to say. Mm -hmm. And then it would be B. Then I'd be plotting. I don't even think I would go to the supervisor. I would just be like, I'm not even bothering with this person. I don't want a replacement. I don't don't want anything at this point. I just don't want to be bothered with yeah. whatever he's got going on over there. And if he don't like it, then he can bring it up to whoever and you know what's going to happen. Then that'll lead to the supervisor. And then all four or three or whoever's in this group can, we could be like to the supervisor, he wasn't taking any of our ideas. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Do- so we just decided to go with our own situation. Okay. See, at least it's just one person. It's not the whole, you know. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you can ask for a replacement member. Then how many replacement members are you going to get? What if this replacement member is doing the same type of stuff. Yeah. He's got to learn his ways eventually, his or her ways eventually. Definitely. Yeah. I think as an initial reaction, depending on how aggressive they are, okay. I think I'd probably be like, hey, <laughs> that would be my first. Because I don't have the patience. And if the project is like really tasking, mm-hmm. B is just like, that can go either way. And like, if, they can like take offense to that. It's like, oh, so I'm being aggressive, okay. And then they they can amplify their behavior <laughs> during the team project. And I feel like I know if they catch us, like if the 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 culprit catch us doing A. But I feel like it's stronger as a team. Like if everybody recognizes that this guy or this woman is being an asshole, mm-hmm. then it's better to just finish the pick up their slack. And then update them, update them on our progress, and like act like we were like including their ideas and stuff yeah, like that. Just them in and there. then we just continue have like a backup project 
where uh, the more collaborative members, we just meeting up and doing our thing. So toxic. Yeah. And I mean, maybe, you know, the asshole has a good idea that we can steal. Maybe. Yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah. You think He think he's a one-man team, and yeah. he had, they got to change their ways. Yeah. I but mean, I, I agree. Okay. I mean, see, I feel like... <laughs> The backfire to that, maybe like your supervisor sees that you don't know how to like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? What, conflict resolution? resourceful. Oh, yeah, okay. You're going to be like, oh, so you just give up. You just you came just to me. You didn't ask nobody else. Yeah. Did you Did you speak to your other coworkers yeah. about this yeah. situation? What did they say? Definitely. So I feel like if you do B and you like, you do other steps to like try to, you know, remediate the situation, then you can approach your supervisor, but... I feel like the supervisor has to be the last decision. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. The next, next one. one. Mm-hmm. We're at 30 minutes. <laughs> Why you say it like that? Fast episode. It's always when it sucks, too. <laughs> so, you have been working at a company for three years. Your manager has repeatedly proclaimed how appreciative they are of your work and contribution to the company. Mm-hmm. However, your pay has not increased at all during your time at the company. You feel it's time for change. What do you do? Mm-hmm. A, organize a report of your contributions and schedule a meeting with your manager to discuss the fate of your salary. <laughs> Dang, that sounds very drastic. <laughs> B, abruptly leave the company to find a place that can compensate you more appropriately for your contributions. Mm-hmm. C, approach your manager and give them an ultimatum. You either get a raise or you are leaving. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What are you going to do, Hamed? Three years. That's yeah. a lot of time. That's that a, lot a lot of investment. Time. Listen, if I was teaching for three years, I'm going on three years. I think at the same place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you What do you think? What are you going to do? Sure. I mean, it depends on how I feel. If it's like a company that I don't see myself growing anymore, I might okay. choose B. Maybe with like a two week notice, not abruptly leaving, mm-hmm. but you know, like maybe I don't really need the raise here. I can find my raise somewhere else. Okay. But definitely, a if I really believe in the company's vision, mission, and what they do. What was that other term we learned? Corporate social responsibility. If they have a good. Oh, you believe in their CSR? Yeah, their oh, okay. CSR. Yeah. <laughs> Business is words right here. Yeah, I don't know about that. Word. But definitely. Um, <laughs> I'll go A. I'll, I feel like I'll be more of a respectable approach because I don't see any other way for them to really, like, like if you just go up to them and be like, I need a raise, and you don't show the effort that you did to, like, you know, yeah. collect what you've done. Like, that first part of A, I feel like would give you a boost. I think so, too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, B, I don't know about abruptly leaving. Yeah. Only if I know I've got some money in the back, i got some money stashed away, I mm-hmm. can, you know, relatively chill till the next job. But one thing I've learned is you don't leave one place until you find another one. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, that's not about to happen. I don't know. C just sounds very, who would do that? <laughs> You're going to give them an ultimatum. See, that? that's the hierarchy we was talking about. Yeah. You see? But I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I feel like, C and A can somewhat go hand in hand. 
Mm. Because if I'm, uh, of course, you know, I'll organize. Obviously, I'm. What am I organizing this report for? Yeah. So if you, if they, there's, it's two ways it can go. You can either give me a higher salary, or you don't. And mm. what's gonna happen when you you organize this beautiful report? You laying out the contributions, and yeah. you, you go through the meeting, and they're like, not enough. Then I'll choose the BS. <laughs> I'm abruptly. Are you? Would you tell them though that you're gonna leave? Would you be like? Would you at least lay the foundation that if you don't get this raise in your salary after you've done so much, so yeah. many contribute, like you know you've worked on this report. Like I'm doing least, manager level work. But you've worked on this report, yeah. and it's very, it's, it's really, it, it speaks that you deserve a raise. Mm -hmm. Would you give them? I mean, it, you wouldn't, you know, straight out just be like, I'm. You either gonna give me this raise after this, after I give you the support, or I'm out of the door. Yeah. Like, would you, what would you, I don't know. I, don't I would know. definitely do A, though. I feel like that's very important. The one thing you need to do is, you know, you know your work, but they also want to see specific things. They want you to name specifics, mm -hmm. right? And, um. Everybody um, likes numbers. They, yeah, they like the numbers. They like the, the, the results. They like the process. Everything mm -hmm. from in between. So I'm like, okay, cool. I feel like people who would do C just really don't be like, listen. Like they they won't they'll feel like they don't even have to speak for themselves. Mm. You know what I mean? They'll yeah, just what they'll, done, you I, should I'm know lit. what I've done. You, you, you always tell me I'm lit. Where's my raise? <laughs> like you should know I'm lit. Like you you should know what I'm already doing, right? Yeah. I feel like that's what someone in the C range would feel like. Mm -hmm. Like, but for three years for working at that company for three years, I wouldn't go with C. Maybe mm -hmm. if I was working at 10 years and you sitting there trying to tell me you ain't trying to raise my that's yeah. probably be me I'd be like I know this company from from the leg down yeah you better yeah. figure something out okay. Okay. All right, next one what's next is this, this is going to be the last business scenario yes just so you guys know okay what you got you're working at a supermarket and there's a regular customer who knows how to grind your gears. <laughs> You've recently been involved in an altercation with another customer who's being difficult, but your manager gave you a strict warning. The customer, the new customer, well, the, the regular customer, has it out for you and is succeeding. How do you react? A. Swap kiosk with a trusted coworker when you see the customer approaching you. B, confront the customer and demand them to stop harassing you. C, inform your supervisor that you do not want to be involved with this customer because of your experiences with them. How are you tackling this? I, I really don't know. I feel like so if I was working at a supermarket yeah. and I really just wanted to avoid this customer and obviously the manager already knows the, what's going down mm -hmm. and they're not trying to help me, I would probably choose A. Choose A? Yeah. Okay. Because I would just want to avoid, especially if I know this is just, I'm just trying to do my job, get my money, go home. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be dealing with all the foolishness that's coming in through the door, especially if someone's not, you know, my manager's not even helping no one yeah. is helping i mean at least my co-worker is helping me yeah. because confronting the customer and demanding them to stop harassing you they're, they're quick to be like they did they did something to you and that is you the know, that, right, yeah the, yeah see that's the nonsense the customer is always right 
that's the foolishness. They yeah. better come to you with some respect too. Definitely. And then I don't know, inform me that you do not want to. Uh, you could do C and see how that goes. Yeah. You could really sit there and be like, I have bad experiences with them. You could probably even tell them. I'm thinking like. If you tell them, see, that you inform that you don't want to be involved with them, you mm-hmm. can explain to them that if you leave me to be involved with this customer, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> this, these are the things that are going to happen. And unless you want that to happen, you should just leave me. When I, when I see that customer, it should be okay that I walk away. Definitely. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just, it's just, just to save you, to save me, to save us. <laughs> <laughs> That's as nicely putting it as I can put it. I what would you do, comment? I mean, B, I feel like, that can just make the situation worse, mm-hmm. especially if the customer is like enjoying what they're doing to you, and they feel like, <laughs> And your supermarket has a policy of like the customer is right, so to say. I feel like A would be the logical answer, and like if you see the customer approaching you, like if you have like a trust, trusted like coworker that you can find. That you can announce to the like really you know like a quick fix almost mm-hmm. like, okay this person is ringing you in can we switch real quick yeah and if that person is not busy you know you guys can make the switch route i mean you can also definitely try see if you have any witnesses and somebody you trust that can vouch for you and be like this person is not playing mm-hmm. that can also work as well but B, I feel like, is going to definitely escalate the situation. It will. It definitely will. Yeah. Potentially lose your job. Because you look like the wrong person. Yeah. But yeah, that's simple as that one. But. Cool. All right, now we're moving into relationships. That includes friends, family, family and significant others. All right. All right. You ready, comment? Yeah. You sure? You look semi-ready. <laughs> you and your parents strongly disagree on a religious, cultural, political topic. This issue makes you contemplate on leaving your parents' home because you believe you are correct. Your parents don't seem to want to budge on the issue. How do you react? A. Save your money and leave as soon as you find the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. B. Sit back, reflect, Try to think of a possible compromise that you think your parents can appreciate. Yeah. Or, you know, if they can. <laughs> C, try and find ways to prove your parents wrong so they can see the error of their ways. Yeah. Mm. How mad will you think? This is very situational. I mean, people, there's people that believe family is like everything, even through thick and thin. Yeah, that's the, the statement, that's still your mama. Yeah. That's still your daddy. That's still your parents. <laughs> that's still your family at the end uh-huh. of the day. That's still the people you have to like lean on yeah. if you're ever in a situation. Mm-hmm. But depending on this religious, cultural, political belief, if it's detrimental to you being in their presence, and you have to worry about yourself, you know? And I feel like a is definitely like if you are able to do that option of course mm-hmm. of course if you're, if you're a minor it's unfortunate but you're gonna have to stay in that situation and if you are a minor i don't think c would work try and find ways to like prove them wrong because you're at the Why end of the day 
I feel like the generation of parents before our generation, like people in the previous generation who are parents now, uh-huh. may be a bit more difficult when it comes to like compromise and like understanding the beliefs of like newer age thinking and okay. progressive ideas. Yep. And I feel like, say for example, being gay, some people can be disowned. Yeah. You know? So I feel if you are a minor and you can't really move out or you don't have the resources to, definitely try to find B. And then if it's definitely a danger zone, as Erica put it, <laughs> a dangerous environment, you would have to at least save your money and find like another trusted person if you so have to like live with, if you feel like you're threatened by your parents. Don't ever think that if you're being treated negatively by your family, that's an okay thing because they're your family. But people still believe that. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard, and it's hard to get out of that because you'll get some people that are very connected with you know family members, and you try to explain that they did something wrong mm-hmm. or that something that they're doing just doesn't feel right with you, and mm-hmm. and then you you could you're being you're being disrespectful. That's what they claim it to be, right? Yeah. And then how do you? That's still your mommy, and you're like, well, I don't know about you. Definitely. You know, I don't know. For me, this is interesting. Knowing me as like a, if I don't like my environment, like I'm ready to walk out the door and go, I would probably choose A. Mm. Yeah. Because I don't, I mean, it's interesting. Okay, so I feel like depending on, because everybody knows their parent, right? Mm. Everybody knows what they can and can't, you know, kind of like figure out and come to a consensus on. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if it was me in this situation, like I'm speaking to my mother, like B would fit. Right, because she would be able to, she would be able to hear me out or think of something, and you know, I feel like I could work with her. Yeah. But like, you can't tell your parents they're wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I, you, you know how many times you could sit there and probably say that. That is a waste of energy. That is a waste of energy. Um, so I would honestly just choose A because I'm very big on the environment that I'm in and mm-hmm. the productivity and just trying to get to where I need to go and yeah. get out the door and yeah. be on my own because you know what they say. If you don't like it, you can you can leave. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the way that you're living under my roof, you can leave. And that's what it is. I guess just suck it up. But then, what do you do if you have to keep doing this practice, knowing that you don't you don't agree on it? I mean, it's difficult. I feel like if you are a minor, you or if you don't have the resources to like move out and live on your own, B is definitely like more of a survival tactic. Mm-hmm. Like the compromise doesn't have to be a compromise between you and your parents. It can be a compromise with yourself. You're like, okay, they think this way. Let me just, you know, stick it out for a couple more years or a couple more months until I have the resources I collected throughout the years. Okay. So, or until I find, like, someone I can trust. That makes I sense. I can move out, you know. Because, of course, most young people have the rule. <laughs> if you live under my roof, you live under my roof. Yep. And that's just unfortunate. Yeah. I like yeah. The, the compromise with yourself. Yeah. That kind of goes hand in hand with save your money and leave as soon as you find out. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to get through this for Mm -hmm. the next four months and then Mm -hmm. I'm out the door. Right? 
Yeah. So I get that. Okay. Because in this situation, you couldn't probably have like talked their ears off, try your best to like explain their. Driving view. yourself crazy. Yeah. While they all calm and. That's a you problem. <laughs> too funny. Alright, the next one. You have a nagging suspicion that your parents are playing favorites between you and your siblings. You feel like the black sheep of the family, underappreciated, left out of certain things, and on the receiving end of constant disappointment. How do you react? A. Keep things to yourself and continue to feel ostracized. Ostracized means, you know, othered, isolated. To yourself. Yeah. B, express your feelings to your family and explain your perspective on the environment. C, treat your family passive-aggressively as a way to express your pettiness. Well, what are you doing? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. So I'm the black sheep, right? Yeah. I'm feeling very underappreciated. I, I feel like for me... You think this is a common scenario? Like parents play favorites? Playing favorites? My yeah. mama does. <laughs> yeah, my mommy does. Yeah, she definitely does. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and lie about that. Um, I think... And parents will tell you that they don't. They'll tell you that they of don't. They, they don't do. love one more than the other. Mm -hmm. They don't favorite this one more than the other. But I feel like what you have to realize is that they were obviously they were thinking i want to have a child yeah. and you come out with a plan oh i want this child to do this i want them to be able to do this and if they don't turn out and live up to their expectations they're looking at you like what did i have waste you what did I <laughs> waste of an egg <laughs> waste of right so i feel like they do have favorites or they there is something that they're really liking from one person and they mm -hmm. really like it from somebody else i'm mm -hmm. sorry it's just that's just how it's gonna be but um especially if there's like a I would say a huge difference between the siblings. Yeah. Like one is really like one is really doing what they need to do, hard working in college, mm -hmm. is working two jobs, and then the other one is like at home playing video games. Not mm -hmm. no job, no nothing, no plans, no future. Which one are you gonna like more? The one I gotta take care of at my house or the one that's that's <laughs> gonna be taking care of me when I get older, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like for me, I would definitely choose B, mm -hmm. only because I'm a, I like to talk, obviously, that's, a conversation needs to be had, um, in order for people to understand that they're doing something wrong, they're not going to know if you don't name it, mm -hmm. um, I mean, they probably do know, but if you don't express your, how can I say, your, like, worry, or, like, your feeling towards it, yeah. they're not going to care, okay. but then, I don't know, I feel like for A, A, people with, who choose A would probably feel like if they do say something that is just going to cause more backlash. Mm. Like they're going to be like, Oh, she's so sensitive. Da, 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 da. Yeah. You think it, you think you're the only one that, that like it's always, it's going to be a nagging situation, but mm -hmm. um, B could also just do the same thing. Yeah. Right. It could, they could be like, Oh, I feel this way. And they'll be like, they'll laugh in your face. Yeah. They could laugh. Right. And then, or they could just bash you even more. Be like, why, why do you think we, we leaving you out of stuff? Mm -hmm. Like it, that's, that's how the conversation could turn. But, um, I don't think C is the right way to go because the, the pettiness would just make it 10 times worse. <laughs> it might help you in the end because you're like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. You know, let me be petty right now because mm -hmm. it's going to make me feel okay. And obviously they're going to get aggravated, mm -hmm. but it's not going to help you at the end of the day. It's just going to put mm -hmm. all that work on your side mm -hmm. and like changing 
your ways probably especially if you're like a nice person and you're sweet and you're you know trying to do the best that you can mm-hmm. i feel like that would just people know when you petty okay they know when you're petty i don't know what do you mm-hmm. think Ahmed? i mean for me i've definitely done a keeping pace myself and continuing to like resent my family or especially my mom for like making me feel this way mm-hmm. because i feel like so let's name it. You feel like the black sheep of the family? In a way, yeah. Okay. Because my brother is way more forgiving than I am. Because my mom always talked about like, um, like I love you and the things I do for you is love. Like there's certain things that I've witnessed her do and it's made me like question what type of love is this like healthy love? Is this toxic? Mm-hmm. Is this how I should be loving my kids in the future? Mm-hmm. You know, and her representation of love, I didn't really sit with because I it made me feel like I'm not doing the things I should be doing in order for her to feel like she's done a good job. Mm. So that's what we talk about with the favorites. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely done a. Okay. But B, I feel like I'm trying to do B right now, mm-hmm. and it's not really working out because because some family members can be hard-headed. They they can think that they've done nothing wrong, mm-hmm. and because they've brought you, they spent you've spent nine months in their womb. Yeah, and they did all this they stuff. Went through all that pain and like give you birth, mm-hmm. that you owe them everything basically. I brought life to you. So whatever I've done in the past was to like make you a better person. Yeah. Even though like whatever you've done in the past could have been traumatic, could have been misinterpreted to be like, you know, that can damage the way young kids receive love in the future. Mm-hmm. They're like any negative behavior experience in their family, by the end of the day, this is like what their family called love. Yeah. Like maybe roasting them all the time, talking mm-hmm. about their weight, making yeah. them feel stuff like that, and they use that with the excuse of like, "This is how I express my love." Mm-hmm. Like people can go looking for that. Yeah. Like, like a person that treats them right doesn't feel right. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's the thing that it should be. Like yeah. this, this doesn't. This feels because weird. This is how it feels I awkward. Received, yeah, it feels yeah. awkward. It doesn't. It feels like. This is not normal. This yeah. is not, not how I received love when I was younger. Yeah. I'm looking for something more, quote unquote, toxic, mm-hmm. but it may not be toxic to that yeah. person in the context of their childhood. It's real. Do you have anything else to add or are you good? No, I'm just, I was, I'm just thinking since you named yourself as the black sheep, I would probably name myself as a favorite. Mm. Yeah. I've definitely, because I've done everything. Yeah. That I was supposed to. I mean, for me, I feel like obviously my dad appreciates the work that I've done. Yeah. And I don't feel like I'm the black sheep to him. But my mom, definitely a different case. Mm, okay. Definitely a different case. Wouldn't know what to say about my father. <laughs> All right, next one. All right. Uh, so, 
You are busy with school and work and your friends are starting to leave you out of get togethers. All right, this is when you all join forces and come and you know hang out and do whatever you do. They say they don't invite you because you always say no to plans. You feel a great deal of distance beginning to form. What do you do? A, reevaluate your schedule and see if you can add some time to participate in plans more. B, think that your friends aren't really friends because they are not respecting your time and stress and ignore them. Mm -hmm. C, sternly express that you are overwhelmed with your current schedule and inform them that they are not respecting your time. Yeah. This is an interesting one. What do you think? Mm, I mean, it depends on how they approach me. What do you mean? Like, if they approach me really negatively and I respect that I'm actually doing something to potentially be I mean, there's a great deal of distance. So I'm assuming mm -hmm. you can feel the pressure of, like, not even reaching out to you. Mm. Like, they probably won't even reach out to you at some point. What are you thinking then? They're not being nasty. They're just not reaching out to you. You may see them hanging out on Instagram and be yeah. like, why did why you didn't invite me? And they'll probably be like, yeah. because you say no. Yeah. I think I'll go agency. I first, if I see that, damn, it's just tough. Because at this point, they're not really talking to you anymore. Yeah, really. Or like inviting you, and you definitely feel outside. You're feeling very othered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This one is hard. I don't know. I feel like this, what I'm thinking of is, I feel like people do a lot of work on like, how long has this person been your friend? Mm -hmm. And then how much of you do they know? And how much of them do you know? Mm -hmm. Like how deep is your relationship really? You think that determines your answer? I feel like, depending on who you are, partially maybe. Yeah. Because, listen, if, and I'm always, I used to be very busy with like school and work. I feel like I still am busy with school and work because I will prioritize that over probably a friend any day. I don't know. Because my friend is not going to make me a living. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, it's just, it's the reality of the situation. Like they're not here with me when I'm studying for my exams. They're not yeah. here for me with, um, when I'm at work dealing with what I'm dealing with. Like there's a lot of things that you have to do. And these are things that, and then your friends are like things that are like, they just come into your life and just make kind of like the situation like feel better. They're, they're there for you, you know, when you're probably feeling down or stuff like that, but they're not mm -hmm. really there with you. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's like you sometimes you have to do things just because you have to do them. Like I have to go to work because what I got to do, I need to pay rent. I got to pay these bills and I have to go to school because that's just what I want to do. Maybe I need this degree in order to make a raise. And then maybe this raise is going to help me actually start to hang out more with my friends. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I'll probably do all three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Depending yeah. on how the situation is, like yeah. I mean, and then there's also the thing where like some people, you know, there's introverts, there's extroverts. Like you may not want to hang out. You might not want to hang out with your friends. But say for instance, if your your mother or your sister hits you up and you're like, yeah, I'm ready to hang out with you right now. Yeah. Like you know, I guess it depends. Like who who you really want to make time for. Like that's yeah. what it comes down to. Like do you really want to make time for this person or to do these things or do you want to put the time into travel? Do you want to put the time in to do this and to do that. Like, you know what I mean? And 
I don't know. It's it's difficult because also you never know what someone else is going through. Like this mm-hmm. person that's working really hard through school and work, they could potentially be homeless and never told you. Yeah. And like, okay. you, this is the reason they're saying no, right? Yeah. This is the reason why they have to say no. Like there is no choice. Um, I don't know. I feel like you could easily go either way depending mm-hmm. on your situation. Um, well, I feel like maybe C would be my first option. That you're so you yeah. explain to them that you're overwhelmed. I would like explain to them that I'm overwhelmed my current schedule. Okay. And that I'm trying to find a nice way. <laughs> to tell them. them <laughs> inform them that I don't feel like they're they are respecting my time. Okay. And I feel like if they, if depending on that response, if it's positive, I'm gonna go to A, reevaluate my schedule, mm-hmm. and then see if I may, you know, cut out some time in my day to like hang out. If it's negative. But if it's a negative response, then I'll just be more comfortable with the distance that's grown. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I'll just come to accept it. That's yeah. it. Is what it is. So you would not do B? I don't think B would be my first choice. Would it be well, A choice? Well, maybe like... Would it be okay. A choice? I'd probably think it. It'll be a thought. Okay. But I don't know if I would like completely ignore them now. Okay, got it. Yeah. But I probably, for B, I'd probably think that maybe these, they're not really respecting my time. Maybe these people, maybe you got to reevaluate who are your friends? This is a really, really you know, relevant one out here. Because mm-hmm. we, we, we all trying to, you know, yeah. do what we need to do and figure out what we need to figure out. Because not everybody knows your situation. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Next one. Think about your friends. Okay. I think this is your turn. No, I spoke back up. Didn't I do the last one? I oh, no, you did. I did that okay. one. You are in a relationship for five years. It's a long time. You think that the relationship is going well, but your partner believes you are not putting in the same effort as you were when you first started dating. You understand your partner's perspective and promise to do better, but they don't feel like continuing with the relationship. How do you respond? A, agree with your partner and end the relationship. B, deny your partner's sanity and explain that they are delusional. And I'm grateful for the time and effort you gave to the relationship. Convince your partner that you can do better and list the ways you will. Ask them to give you another chance. How are you talking about this? Okay, five years later. This is definitely the time of like comfortability. Definitely past the honeymoon phase. Definitely past the honeymoon phase. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know, for me, since I'm not like a give up type of person mm-hmm. i will definitely aim for c mm-hmm. right because i don't know i feel like i mean i for certain it depends you know if you were doing some crazy stuff then you couldn't ask for another chance yeah. but i mean either way i would still be sitting there because i'm just not a give up type of person like if you spend five years in this relationship like yeah. i mean there there were some pretty good things and i feel like if you stayed that long mm-hmm. there clearly were there clearly was some effort at some point of time. Um, so I feel like I definitely would sit there and try to convince them that I would do better. 
and specifically like name the things. But you see, the thing with listing the ways that you will, you would have to recognize and take ownership of the things that you're lacking. Yeah. Right. So there's there's a whole process there. Like imagine they're at the point where they're like, well, I mean, if they don't feel like continuing a relationship and you're like and you ask them, what, what am I doing? What am I not putting? What effort? And they're like, you should know. And then you sit there and you're like, damn, I really don't know. <laughs> like, like what what the hell am I gonna tell them but now I have mm-hmm. to sit here and really think um I feel like that that would probably be my that would be my first way to go and I, I don't know if I don't know if I would sit there and call them insane and explain that they're yeah. delusional or mm-hmm. I guess depending on that would only be if I know that I that I've been doing the same effort or just as much throughout mm-hmm. the entire relationship and I'm like, nah, yeah. there's no way you're going to sit here and tell me that I'm That would be deep. Right? <laughs> yeah. Challenge them and be like, I don't feel like you've been doing enough. That would be deep, right? Yeah. You'd sit there and be like, what are you trying to say? But I feel mm-hmm. like that would just be a continuous clash. Like, mm-hmm. no one's going to do anything. And then A would just be like, okay, I've, I've already explained to you all the ways that I would do what I want to do. You still don't want to continue. Mm-hmm. So then it's time for the relationship to end. I mean, it is what you want to do. And then mm-hmm. the whole coping sequence happens right i don't know it's it's difficult though because it's another person involved Mm -hmm. because i feel like in this situation they don't feel like continuing with the relationship so i have to make sure that this is not an excuse to break up Mm -hmm. or like they're trying to like nitpick the little things Maybe I missed a birthday one time. You missed a birthday? I didn't get the gift she wanted because my pockets were tight. Okay. But like, if she doesn't want to continue with the relationship, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a bit difficult to convince them. That would be like an uphill climb. I got, now I've got to convince this person to be with me. But if... That person is starting to lose interest. Yep. That's it's hard to reignite that. It is hard to reignite that. I mean, but are you willing to try? Are you willing to put that energy in first? Mm-hmm. That I guess that's what you would have to really like really evaluate. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to put more like hundred and ten percent energy in trying to bring back something? Yeah. Or would you would you you would you just be like I'm done like we we done been five years in this and you gonna sit here and tell me now that I'm not putting the same effort when we first started dating mm-hmm. we're not the same people we was when we first started dating yeah I'm just saying that that last part is a red flag that's a red flag so they don't feel like continuing with their relationship I agree that, that does seem like a red flag yeah I mean I'll try to do C and if it becomes a discussion and then we realize that. You know, it may not just work out. Maybe she's just falling out of love. And I'll go ahead. But I'll see if I can do anything before like I do A. But I feel like because they started to feel like not continuing the relationship. You just give up? If I hear their side of the story and mm-hmm. it makes sense. Then you would give up. Yeah. All right. I'd probably go ahead. Okay. Because I feel like, let me stop saying like, (laughs) I don't think, maybe the break would be good. Okay, that makes sense. And then, if they start to miss (laughs) a lot, or like, realize the things that 
you've done mm -hmm. that break can probably reignite somewhere. Or they probably use the break to fuck somebody else. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Well, I mean, you'll find out later. <laughs> Definitely don't want to find out later. All right. Last one, right? Last one. All right. So, your wife or husband mm -hmm. strongly disagree with the way you plan on discipli disciplining your child. Yeah. One side believes that a strict approach builds character and will teach them quickly. Yeah. Yes. The other believes that a creative approach will help them learn a lesson without trauma. Yeah. This decision is vital to both your values of parenting. How do you approach? Mm -hmm. A, are you going to try to find a solution that blends both techniques into one method? B, give up on your decision, but let your partner know that if action is taken, this will have a strong negative impact on the relationship. Mm -hmm. C, lie to your partner and act behind your partner's back. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do, Hamid? I think I'll try to go A, try to find a solution that blends both techniques. Okay. Um, I'm all about compromise. And a good compromise is like neither party is satisfied, but every party is accepting of that situation. Okay. Not all the way satisfied. Like there's a little bit of hers, a little bit of mine. Mm -hmm. I can deal with that. And so I think I'll go A. But for B, if like this is a strong belief in the ways of parenting. Yeah. And you want that to implement that on your children. I don't know. I feel like B is a good way to like letting your partner know you're communicating that. Okay, I'm gonna let you do this, but I'm really not gonna like mm -hmm. you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that puts the ball in your partner's you know, field. And seeing how they would react. You think that may be an ultimatum? I don't know. It could be an ultimatum, but... Because I feel like the minute you tell someone, like, this is what's going to happen to the relationship if you do this. Mm -hmm. Like, the person is going to be sitting there thinking, like, damn. Like, so if I do this, we're going to have an argument. This is probably going to happen. And then at that point, it's like the relationship mm -hmm. is just going to go downhill. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like the minute you say that, it's already going to have an impact. Before mm -hmm. they even take action, it's, it's a, that statement alone is going to make an impact. Because mm -hmm. it also sounds like, it also sounds like, a, it kind of sounds like an ultimatum, right? It's like, you either agree with me or you don't, and this will happen. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. I, there's also the simple fact that like, when you become like husband, you know, in joint. Yeah. Like, there is compromise. Like, there is no... There's a conversation that has mm -hmm. to be made and that has to happen. In a perfect world, yeah. But I feel like if there's 200 people... That are really stuck on what they do? It is going to be difficult to... It probably will be. And I wouldn't... I wouldn't... But, you know, and it's it's difficult because we're... it's There's no rule book to this. There's no... Definitely not. Rule book on how to discipline your child. Like, the, these are things that you would just have to sit there and... Come up with on your own, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you could look at you could look up all the research you want to if you feel like you could. And, yeah. But not every child is one in the same environment, um, two taught the same way. They're not in the same type of you know 
there's a lot of different things and factors that come into account when you're thinking about how you want to discipline your child or how you want to raise your child. And there's also a big part of you, mind you, you've been, you've been a child. I mean, you're a child to the, you know, the whole, your whole entire life, but you've been taught what it means to be a parent from mm -hmm. birth up until you leave the house. Mm -hmm. So like this is, and it, you can't, it would take you a long time to unlearn 18 or 21 years of parenting. Yeah. Like it's going to take you some time. Definitely. Okay. So, I mean, that would, that would be the process for B. Like if your partner is telling you that, like your process would be to really sit there and try to unlearn what you've been taught or to see the, the ways, yeah, the, the wrong side. ways of what you're doing. Yeah. But look, strict approach and a creative approach. I mean, I believe both will probably work. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely don't see C. If you don't care about the relationship, okay, but, or if you believe that you're so right. Much work. <laughs> Could you imagine telling your kid, you better not tell your father that I slapped you too. <laughs> you know, like that is just so, that's just too much. Or like, you better not, you better not tell your mother that I read you a book to try to teach you this type of, you know, lesson. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just too much. It's too much work. Yeah, then you create conflicts between the child. Mm-hmm. And the other parent. Yep. Then they have to deal with the conflict between you two when they shouldn't even be yeah. a part of that conversation either. Yeah. I mean, B, I see giving up on the decision. Yeah, some people just don't want to fight. Like, yeah. Be like, all right, she's not going to. Her mother's been doing this for mm -hmm. her whole entire life. She's not going to change her ways. So Definitely. Yeah. And if you got like other responsibilities, you got work to think about, bills are like stressful. I don't think Sit some there. family. Households probably don't have the time to be as creative to see how both. But if it, if parenting is that important to you, yeah, you, as people say, you'll find the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I feel like it is definitely the better option. But B might be the easier escape route option. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, no rule book. <laughs> All right, with that, that completes our Communication 101 Working Relationship Scenario Podcast <laughs> episode. Hope you learned a thing or two. Yeah, definitely. It had to make me think about that. If you guys like this this format or want to see more scenario-based, you know, episodes. Want to send some over. Mm -hmm. you know. We can possibly do a part two for season two and beyond. Um, next episode will be about being black in the workplace, having a job, what that felt like, what and what, what it feels like. Yeah, what it feels like. What it feels like. I think I've created questions, but you're going to wait to see them now. Mm, okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, conversators, for the people who have, for showing support. Especially since day one. <laughs> Especially since day episode one. Yeah. one. <laughs> I mean, we've seen the viewership decline. We're trying to see why that is. But this has definitely been an eye-opening experience. I agree. And hopefully the last episode is a banger. And do you have any, you know, second to last episode farewells to say there? No, I mean, um, it's definitely been a journey. You know, yeah. the conversations have been very juicy and interesting. And it's been filled with... Some happy thoughts, some sad thoughts, mm -hmm. some, you know, some lessons. 
I mm. believe there have been some lessons in it. it. Makes you really think, you know. But the whole point of this was just for you to understand that mm-hmm. you can have these conversations with anyone, right? Yeah. That's what we're trying to emphasize that. Even with these scenarios right now, when you watch the episode, maybe talk to your mother, talk to a father, talk to your coworker, like try to figure out what we can do to kind of, you know, make some of these responses in the real world, okay? Yeah. Because some of them could just be easily thrown. <laughs> We've been doing the same thing for too long. Definitely. And yeah, our that's our mission, that's our goal. Yep. And... We'll see you on the next episode. And then to the September podcast hosts, the future us, we thank you. (laughs) All right. See you later, conversators.